one, year number four. It's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 291 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for listening. In this episode, I'm going to be joined in just a few minutes by my mate Mick Aussie from up in Edmonton, and we are going to be talking about the 2023 Grand Final. It's here. Well, I've got about 36 hours left of being a supporter of the AFL premieres, so I figure I should go ahead and rock the hat at least a little bit longer. So, cats, I think you got a bit of an uphill climb next year to get back into things. Uh, we're getting older, aren't we all? And, uh, well, I think we've got some work to do, and I'm really, really interested to see what Andrew Mackey does to get this club going in the right direction heading into 2024. But we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about the Collingwood Bagpies and the Brisbane Lions. But before we do that, I do want to let you know that, uh, folks, we are going to be uh, starting up the most memorable game episodes. I've, if you've not listened to those, uh, I did about a dozen of those last offseason uh, with supporters of all sorts of different clubs uh, who came on and told stories um, about games that they're never going to forget. And uh, the one that sticks out in my mind right now uh, was a gentleman, uh, Peter, who is a huge Tigers supporter and how he missed going to a game um, when he was a youth due to a track and field accident. And I'm not going to tell you anything more than that. I would hope you'll go back and listen to this one. It's it's a phenomenal story. He's an absolutely passionate Tiger supporter. Uh, I, I, I chat with Peter at least once a week online. We'll trade messages uh, through Messenger, uh, that type of thing. Just an absolute top-notch bloke. Uh, but if you've got an idea for a memorable game, if you've got one that you're never, ever going to forget, drop me an email over to yankonthefootygmail.com. Reach out to me on Twitter at Yank underscore Ron, a Yank on the Footy podcast over on Facebook, a Yank on the Footy on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to help share your story because we all have stories to tell. We all have games that we're never going to forget. I've, I've shown, I've shared my most memorable uh, game. Uh, that was from 2016, I believe, 2017. It was Geelong and Carlton. Uh, and it's probably not for the reason that uh, you may think, but it had a lot to do with that little button that's hanging on the wall right there. And all of this other regalia that's right here. It's the one that convinced me that I wanted to be a CAD supporter. Now, before we jump into the interview, I do want to let you know, if you're looking to get your hand on one of these, first of all, you can go buy one of these. You can get the big ones also if you want to fill up the back window of your car. Okay. Uh, you could certainly do that if you wanted to do that. That'd be awesome. Uh, that's on my Redbubble store page over on my website, ayankonthefooty.com. But if you'd like to get one of those, leave me a great five-star review over on my website or at Apple Podcasts. It's going to be hard to do it at Google since Google Podcasts are going to be shutting down in 2024. But uh, leave me a great review and then uh, send me a note by email. Um, all those links are my show. All the links are in the show notes. Uh, telling me about it. Give me your address so I can drop one of those in the mail for you. I've got about eight or nine of them that I'm waiting to send out. But uh, so far, everybody's been way too busy getting ready for the grand final. I understand that, but we're going to have a little bit of downtime come late Saturday night. So if you roll into Sunday morning and your club has won, or your club hasn't won, or your club didn't play like me, and you enjoy the show, take a few minutes. Leave me a great review there. Leave me a five-star. Tell people how much you enjoy the show. Share it with friends. Drop me a note. I'll get that in the post to you as soon as I can, because I've got eight or nine of them downstairs on my desk, okay? So, today's club of the episode. 
They are the Waves Eagles of the AFL Wide Bay in Queensland. And AFL Wide Bay was formed um, out of the merger of the Bundaberg League and the Wide Bay League back in 1987. And in 1997, the Eagles, as they're now known today, were formed from the merger of the North Bundaberg Kangaroos and the South Bundaberg Magpies. And on September 11th this year, the club held their award ceremonies recognizing their leaders, their best and fairest. Um, I think I saw a category for like loudest and proudest, like most vocal uh, member of the club. Um, the men's senior side finished second place on the ladder in their uh, on their fixture with their fixture this year. And the women's senior side finished at the top of the ladder with a record of 12 wins and two losses. And I wouldn't wish the Eagles the absolute best of luck going into 2024. So without any further delay, let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie and let's get Mick's take on a couple of big news items this week, as well as his take on the grand final. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined for the grand final discussion with my mate, Mick Aussie and Mick Aussie is on location sporting his South Gawler jumper which he's pretty ecstatic about because if I'm not mistaken, they had a pretty significant win here in the last couple of days. There we go. And why don't you tell us about that, Mick? How you doing, mate? Yes, mate. Two reasons I'm wearing this. Obviously, because I hope the Brisbane Lions beat the Collywobble Magpies and the South Gawla Lions won their 39th premiership in the A grade on the weekend, defeating Newry. They came from behind. It was live on YouTube. So I was, I was tweeting that to you if maybe you watched it. Yeah, 39 premierships is up there with uh, records uh, within Australia. Not number one, but I bet you it's top five in numbers of premierships because so successful over the 100, 120 or 30 years. They had a bit of a drought for 20 years, but they're back with two in the last three years. So well done for the Lions and go the Brisbane Lions too, mate. There you go. So how did you... How did they fare when you were playing with them? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Did you win a premiership while you were playing with them? Yeah, I did. I missed out on a few Colts ones, just a bit unlucky. Then I went to Flinders Park in 86 and they won. Then I went back after Woodville. They won in 90. I went back in 91. We got top four. And then in 92, we won the premiership, which was one of the greatest days of my life to finally win a flag in the A grade. And then 93, we won again, but I pinged a hamstring so bad two weeks before. I thought I was a chance, but realistically now I realize, nah, I didn't get in because my hamstring was so bad. So, you know, good on Collingwood, good on Collingwood, not taking Adams in because it's risky, mate. You got to be very careful with injured players in grand finals. Yeah. And that's, and it's, it's a shame that somebody of his stature, who's been such an integral part of that club for so long, is going to miss out on this. And it, and this opens up the debate. You know, I've I heard some discussions again this week about you know kind of like what other sports leagues do that you know that if you if you play that you get a Super Bowl ring that type of thing. But you know, should you know somebody who's been who played in most of the season for them, even if he's not in the grand final, should he get you know should he get a medal because the team won the grand final and it, and it, I know it's, ex, it's extraordinarily exclusive. I mean, you know, you, you got Marlon Pickett, Marlon Pickett had played one game for the Richmond Tigers and had a premiership medal, you know? Yeah. Look, look, you could do something. You could absolutely give them something for the squad. 
put it this way, I was so upset when I didn't play in 93 because of being injured. I didn't even want to go on the team photo. And I rolled up and they said, come on the team photo. And I said, nah, that was just my choice, right? I was so <laughs> disappointed. And, you know, to me, it's just the players on the ground, to be honest. Yeah. It's really unfortunate for him because you never, you don't know if he's going to get the opportunity to get back there again. Yeah, of you course. Know, for, you know, I mean, in terms of his, his age, but, you know, I think as far as the club, you know, I think the Magpies are are kind of their their window, so to speak, is I think going to be open for several years right now. But uh, you know, it's a it's a club that uh, you know he may not be his body may be getting to the point where it's going to start breaking down as we just saw happen with his hamstring. So yeah, well look, yeah. look if you take you take players injured into the grand final, you're taking a risk, and we've seen it. We've seen it bad a few years, like Reed last year for the Swans. And then the big fella for Giants, he was no good. So, yeah, you got to be careful. And that's why I'm leaning towards Lions. I'll give you my pick later. But Lions are going in so fit and healthy. Yeah. They're not even taking a risk with pain. And Collingwood have some injury worries. No doubt about that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, you know, a couple of things took place in relationship to footy this week. Uh you know, you got Lockie Neal winning his second and what maybe some Brisbane supporters would say should have been his third Brownlow. Um, no, no offense, Patrick Cripps, but, uh, you know, there are some people that truly believe that that should have been Lockie Neal's Brownlow last year, that Cripps should have been sitting that last week of the season. But, uh, you know, has that, I, I, you know, I guess it's happened one other time or a couple of other times where the person that won the Brownlow was not on the All-Australian side, which... I didn't realize he wasn't until somebody pointed it out because I guess I hadn't looked that closely at the All Australian list. I thought he would have been he a was natural. On the bench. He was on the bench, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he was on the bench. Was he? Oh, okay. I think so. I might. I've heard. Yeah, I think he was, but I did hear someone say he wasn't. But I think they meant the starting 18. I'm pretty sure he was on the bench, but you need to confirm that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm actually looking it up right now. Um, I'm pulling up the all Australian team from, of course, I'm looking at it on the website and their website wasn't loading properly for me before. So let's see here. Uh, but I, either way, look, the Brownlow over the years, you get lucky, right? And yeah, I agree. Should have won it last year. Maybe got some lucky votes this year, but damn exciting. And generally the umpires got it pretty right with the top five. I mean, you got to feel sorry for Nick Dacos and Marcus Bond and Pelly, but you know what? Lockie Neal's a deserved winner. Absolutely. And good on him. I'm just upset he didn't come to the Crows going from Fremantle to Lions. He's yeah. a South Australian boy from Narracourt. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the 18 plus the four in the interchange, and he's not listed with any of them. Wow. I'm wrong then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jordan, Jordan Dawson, Nick Larkey, Zach Merritt, and Caleb, Caleb Sarong were the four that were on the bench on the All-Australian side. Oh, that's bad then, isn't it? So, you know, <laughs> well, well, but you know, it's, and I guess, you know, and I saw Tom Duday posted something today that, you know, asked, you know, mentioning that, uh, and somebody was, somebody was just not very nice to him, but he, he said, you know, that there needs to be some sort of an, an award, you know, that you've got, the, you've got the Coleman for the, like the, the biggest goal, goal kicker he said, but there should be some kind of a separate award for like the best defender of the year because they, they don't get recognized in really in Brownlow boats and that sort of thing. And somebody posted on his, on his thread, well, yeah, that's something you'll never win. And I thought, man, that's just not nice. You know what? 
I I do agree you shouldn't have a defender's medal, but I'll be a devil's advocate here, and this might upset some people. A lot of defenders are players that aren't good enough for the forwards for on the balls as well. So there you go. There's a bit of a devil's advocate. But no, there's some great defenders as well. Absolutely yeah. they are. Yeah. The guys that are very good at centre-half back, maybe they couldn't make it at centre-half forwards, full forward, right? I know right. that for a fact, see? Well, I mean, look, look at, you know, look, for example, what the Cats have been trying to do with Radigalia this year. You know, moving him and playing him back in defense when he hadn't been able to crack the lineup in the forward structure, and they moved him back, and now he's possibly going on to uh, Port Adelaide, which Chris Scott seems to be very unhappy about, and people are calling him a hypocrite for speaking out against it. But, you know, of course you're going to try to defend your position and, and hang on to whatever you can hang on to. Well, anyway, let, I'm really looking forward to this game. So if you want to, let's start talking about the game. I'm yeah. looking forward to this game as much as I have in, well, since the Crows were in it. Because it really is tough to pick. I've gone back and forward. I've come up with my decision. But there's some incredible matchups. There's key positions that players that perform, the team will win. And if players don't perform, the team will lose. So really, really intriguing matchup. So, uh, yeah, fire away what your thoughts yeah, so, are and ask me if you want. Well, you know, looking at the... Uh... At the, I'm pulling up the uh, the lineups here. You know, you've got a couple players. You know, Adams is out, of course. You know, uh, McStay is injured for uh, for Brisbane, so he's going to be out. Um, you know, Patrick Lipinski is the sub for them. They brought they brought uh, Jack Ginevan in to the starting lineup this week. I mean, I just, um, you know, uh, Lions is out as a sub for the uh, for the Lions as well. But it's you know, you're, you're right about the Lions coming in healthy. I mean, their injury list is is pretty much non-existent. But uh, you know, I just, I, I just, re- you know, the Magpies. You know, even though they've kind of squeaked by in a couple things, and they just barely, you know, they barely got by. You know, and what they did to the Giants in the last eight minutes of that game was so impressive because they basically put a chokehold on the Giants the last eight minutes of that game where they couldn't move the football at all, and it, and it, and, and Hopefully, hopefully there weren't any American fans tuning in for the last eight minutes of this game, that game, and seeing just guys getting tackled all over the ground and the ball getting tossed in the air. Going, this is shit. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. Hopefully, they didn't do that a, because it, because it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was. I watched it last night. It was so intense. It wasn't pretty, but that's the pressure of finals football. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'm going to say it right here, right now. I think GWS Giants should have won for the simple fact that I'm sticking by what I said last week. Maynard should have been suspended. And without Maynard in that team, I reckon Giants would have won and we would have got our wish, an all non-Victorian grand final. <laughs> yeah. And then and and you and I you and I would have been searching searching for flights to catch a to catch a flight there. You know, we we'd have, we'd have run into each other in Vancouver and, and made the flight over from Vancouver together and I don't know if I, I doubt I would have had a cocktail on the plane, but I sure I probably would have had a you know, oh I might have had one beer maybe, but uh, you know it's it is I I you know I don't really want to get into the tips right now, but I mean it's it's the it's the sixteenth or seventeenth game at the MCG for the uh, the Magpies this year. The, to say that they're well versed with the layout of that ground would be a bit of an understatement. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, we know the lions have a tough time in Victoria, in the, in 
you know, Melbourne in particular have not been too successful there. They had some success this year, but their history has not been great there. So I. Not, not. Yeah. Well, this is, this is where I'm going to tease Gabe a bit tomorrow night when I go on sports grid, because those bet, sports betting guys, they're big into analytics and statistics. And when you, you know, they've won, well, the Collingwood won 13 of the last 16 at the MCG this year. Lions mm-hmm. have won one of 15 at the MCG. But then you look at the other thing, Lions have beaten the Pies the last six games. So it's really interesting. And the Lions can score a lot more than the Magpies can. But then the Magpies have this knack of just winning by one or two points. So yes. really, really intriguing. But it comes down to this, mate. It comes down to this. It starts with the on-ballers, the ruckman, the on-ballers. Mm-hmm. So much, especially early in a grand final. The on-ballers that get on top and give the forwards the advantage. And look at the lines. If Cameron and Danaher fire, I think the lines will win. If Cameron and Danaher play crap, which they can in big games, well, then it's going to be low scoring and probably the Magpies win. And then you look at the Magpies. Pies forward line. We got Majacek, great player, but number two or three on any good team. You got you got uh, Jamie Elliott, very good player. To go, he can score goals. Yeah. Little um, Bobby Hill. Bobby Hill can score goals. So it all depends on the guys in the midfield who gets on top. It really does. Well, and and think about this. Yeah, yeah. The the I to me. You know, seeing the Dacos brothers become this tremendous pairing of players with this team, you know, with the father-son. And and you know, I guess, you know, this and again, this this is gonna piss off some people, I'm sure, but with regards to Who the cares? father, I'm just gonna toss it out here. With the father-son rule, should the father should only one son be able to fall under that category? <laughs> nah. Okay, nah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not a Pies fan, but it's great that the Dacos boys are playing. Yeah. And you should watch some highlights of their dad. Their dad was a very yeah. skillful player. So they're terrific players. And I think Josh doesn't get as much credit. It's all about Nick. Josh on the wing, mate. And this is the other thing. The MCG is so wide mm-hmm. that the wings play a big factor in the game. So even though Josh Dacos, I think they named him a forward pocket. That's a load of crap. He's going to... He will start on a wing, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've got incredible wingmen. Who we got for the – we got McCluggage and Zorko for Brisbane. So those wing guys is going to be important in the game. And I bet you Josh Dacos has a beauty of a game on that yeah. wing. Well, and, you know, I I was, th- I was just wondering, though, that if, if you get a uh, – you know, if you if you get somebody who's a phenomenal player – Who's really into this whole father son thing? Do do he and his do he and his wife go to some for some sort of a fertility clinic and end up trying to have like septuplets? So they end up you know going ahead and and just basically you know fielding an entire squad of kids from their family you know twenty five years down the road. I mean, is that why not <laughs> exactly why not? <laughs> but you know, to to me, to me the, the the most interesting story this year with this this game is a player that wasn't on either of these clubs last year and barely scraped by to get on this, on the magpies this year is Oleg Markov. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he got delisted (laughs) by the Suns. He got delisted by gold coast, got dumped, got brought in, got brought in to train with the magpies, 
during during the training sessions back in the uh, in the summer months and made enough of an impression on them that they brought they signed him to the list and now he's starting in the grand final. This is a guy who didn't have a job a year ago and he's starting in the grand final right now. But to me, that's that's a phenomenal story. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, there's a fine line, isn't there, between yeah. getting in and missing out. Like, there's so many good players that play VFL or reserves all their life and only get a few chances. And mm-hmm. then you got uh, Billy Frampton, Peter Frampton's boy. No, I'm not just joking there. But Billy Frampton, like, where was he? He was in Adelaide and in and out, but risky. See what I mean? Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm changed my pick. I'm gonna give give it away right now. I've changed my pick to the Lions to win because of the Collingwood injuries and underdone players. And it's so important in a game like this, and especially it's hot. There's another advantage to Brisbane, and don't let anyone tell you that's not because Melbourne is way cooler and wintry right, right. than Brisbane. 28, 29 degrees Celsius. That's 82.4 degrees fahrenheit in your old language so the heat is gonna help brisbane oh i think i think you're right i think you're right and and for the record for the record you know frampton coming in he went he went into this selection committee and he 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 paraphrased his his namesake and goes i want you to want me (laughs) and they named him the lineup (laughs) and the and then the band started playing behind him (laughs) <laughs> but you know well just... there you go i've given you i've given you my tip i've yeah. changed it and here's another thing i changed it last night i changed it for a few reasons one mm-hmm. of them is some of the best people i listened to malcolm blight went the lions quarters and barra in perth podcast they went the lions um james brayshaw the commentator for the game channel seven fantastic he said 50 50 like he yeah. really can't decide so it is going to be a cracker of a game i hope and i tell you what else i won't say this on gabe's show tomorrow night you'll think i'm a nut but i can say it here oh come Honestly, on you don't last last night something woke me up or dream or whatever and i remember something or dream told me to pick the lions <laughs> well well you don't you don't think that gabe already thought you were a nut oh he's worse than me mate yeah i know not- i know <laughs> i know but you know i i uh I won't be shocked if the Lions win. I just. What's your pick? Come on. Well, you know, What's your pick? I think the pies are going to win only because I think they're a more physical side. I think that, wow. that this, this is a club that's not, you know, you know, I have this funny feeling that they're going to, you know, that this may be the kind of game since they're already a, a more physical club. You got guys who are not afraid to bump aggressively that might say, you know what? So what if I'm out week one or week two of next year? I'm going to oh, get myself. Cool. I'm going to. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take a medal right now. If I've got to knock you on your ass, I'll, I'll take I'll take the punishment in front of the tribunal. I'll sit out the first couple of rounds next year if I have to, but I'm still going to have that medal. But I I, I yeah. just have this feeling that you know I I I think the ruck competition is going to be great with McInerney and Cox. I mean, I'd love to see Cox. You know, love to see Cox win it just because that would be great for the promotion of the game here to, ha- to say there's an American that has a premiership oh, medal. Um, I just yeah. think that, uh, you know, yes, there's a ton of experience on both sides, but I just, I just think that there's just a little bit more with, and again, well, of course, some of them went out with Adams. And I think that, you know, if the plays 
the way he's capable of playing. I mean, he can, he's the kind of guy that can just absolutely blow through the defensive structure of the lions and just, you know, go kick four or five on his own. And, uh, I I'm going yeah. with the, I'm going with this, the pies. This is why the... How much? Uh, five points. Cause they always like to win close games. Okay. <laughs> I think it's, right. I think well, it's going to be close. Well, I hope you're right that it's close and it really can go either way. But I tell you, it's the on-ball players. And if the on-ball players for the Magpies get on top, doesn't matter if the big guys for the Magpies up forward don't fire because the ball will be coming in really nicely and those small guys will kick enough goals. I'm going to yeah. stick with the Lions. But this, hey, this year is interesting. The Magpies are favoured by four and a half points. And I thought, okay, home field advantage, definite home field advantage. But one reason they're favoured by four and a half points is because a lot more Magpies fans are betting on the Magpies. So really, I don't think there is a favourite. I think it's pretty 50-50. So for a best bet, I would take the Lions at plus four and a half. And then if the Magpies win another close one, you still win the bet. Well, that's why I think it's four and a half. To okay. the magpies. Well, that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, I just it's a uh, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a much better game than we saw last year. And I, you know, I I admitted on the uh, I I sat down with a couple guys from the Virginia Lions of the v, of the a, USAFL. One of them's a magpie supporter. One of them's a lion supporter. And we we kind of did this same thing previewing the game. And uh, you know, I I confess that last year at the the Cats and Swans game. I fell asleep like 10 minutes into the first quarter and woke up right as the first quarter oh. ended because Terrible. I, Terrible. I mean, I I'd been up since five o'clock that morning. So it was just, I was wiped out and I got caught up at halftime though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, right, Hey, what do, what do you think of uh, Norm Smith? I'll give you some odds for Norm Smith. That's the best player on the ground. Uh, Nick Dacos plus three two five, Jordan Degoe plus five two five, Lockie Neal plus six hundred, Dunkley plus one thousand, McCluggage plus fourteen hundred, and Pendlebury, Charlie Cameron um, plus two thousand, Danaher plus two and a half thousand, Josh Dacos plus two and a half thousand. I think if Magpies win, I think Josh or Nick Dacos or Degoe is a good bet. Mm-hmm. And I think if Brisbane win, probably McCluggage or Dunkley or Neil, obviously. But Neil might get tagged out of it, but he's a beauty. So there's some yeah. odds yeah. for what they call the Norm Smith, right. the best player on the ground. That uh, God, oh, who did it? Uh, who was it last year? That uh, it was Isaac Smith that won it last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, I have a. I, I just I. I just think we're gonna you know that we're going to see Jordan to just take over this game. I really do. I, I, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that's going to happen. And, and again, I, you know, again, it's, it's, you know, mainly for conversation purposes here, but I, I, I just think he's going to do that. And it, and it's, uh, you know, he's got, as you talked, you got the on ballers there. They're going to be able to get, you know, if they are able to get the ball to him, um, you know, you know, Mason Cox is not going to be, you know, he's not going to be a threat to be, you know, coming down inside the 50 to be, you know, kicking goals, that sort of thing. He's, you know, that's, he's not, he's not going to play that role. Um, wouldn't it be great if he won the uh, Norm Smith though? 
If he, if, oh, he's playing well, isn't he? Good. Yeah, on he is good right now. Him. I mean, and again, that would be good just you know phenomenal advertising for the game right there. But uh, yeah, I yeah I I I think it's going to be Dugowie, uh if they if they win. And uh, yeah, as you said, I, I you know it could be McCluggage or Dunkley, and yeah, they might tag they may tag uh, Lockie Neal just to try to take him out of the game, um, and Man. just yeah. But it's just it's it's going to be. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, and I hope a lot of people here in the U.S. tune into it. Just you know, even if they DVR it and watch it on Saturday afternoon instead of a college football game, I think I think it's going to be a game that that could really sell this comp to people, and hopefully get them excited about uh, watching it when March rolls around next year, when the next season begins again, or watch the women's games that are going on right now. Uh, I got a couple of. I think we've talked enough about the game. You want some other stories? Yeah, let's go. I, I, yeah, I know. Were you going to bring up the coach of the year? Uh no, I don't care much about that. I okay. think, uh, oh, it's a bit of a. What is it? I mean, it, you win the premiership. That's all that really matters. If you're the coach, you win the premiership. But sure, no, I don't really care much for that award. Good on all the coaches. I think there's some other stories. Well. Gil McLaughlin's trying to get Buddy Franklin there to do the do the motorcade, but they right. reckon Buddy might not show up. Josh Kennedy, the star for Hawks and Sydney Swans, who retired, he's carrying around the Premiership Cup all week. So I was listening to Billy Triple M, and he rolled up there. So that's a good story. And of course, the Premiership Ambassadors, I think they're called. So if the Brisbane Lions win, the legend Lee Matthews will present the cup. And if Collingwood win, Darcy Moore's dad, Peter Moore, will present the cup. And you might not have seen Peter Moore, but he was like a six foot four, six foot five ruckman, terrific player. Uh-huh. I always remember this about Peter Moore. He was six foot four or five, but mate, he ran like a guy my size. He was incredible athlete. So Peter Moore, absolute legend for the Pies. But Will they be the collie wobblies again and lose like they have many grand finals? I'll tell you what, I, I just pulled up Peter Moore's picture here. He he looks a little bit like Paul Newman. Oh, yeah. He? yeah, he looks a little like Paul looks a little at least in this picture, he looks a little like Paul Newman. Yeah. Which which oh, we yeah. which means that my mom would be a huge Peter Moore fan because she right. she had such she 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 was just she would swoon over over uh, Paul Newman. Yeah, she would absolutely swoon over him. But yeah, it's you know I, I do like how the the this game will will do that sort of thing in terms of of doing callbacks to previous success and people who have been involved in the, in the the game with that club and that sort of thing. That they 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 celebrate the history of it quite a bit. And you know other games do that as well. But I think the AFL does a really good job at that and embracing yeah. that sort of thing. Now, you know, they I know that they tossed about the idea of the, the, the cup being named after Ron Barassi, but now it sounds like they're looking at maybe name the premiership medals after him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean that yeah. would be that'd be, be a nice compromise, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So um you ready to jump into your uh your five for the week? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, because I uh now I have one. I have one that somebody mentioned to me that I did not put on the list. So we're not going to count this one, but it was somebody from 
it was somebody from the, uh, I believe it was somebody from SA that uh, sent me a note and specifically said to ask you what it meant to kick a Vic. <laughs> and, uh, and I could not find what that meant. So I'm hoping I'm not going to get in trouble with that one. There's a, there's, a, there's a decent rivalry between South Australia and Victoria because we're adjoining states. Right, we're right. Makes sense. Aussie football. Yeah. They have a bigger population, as you know. So, yeah, the Vicks can be arrogant because they think, you know, Melbourne's the home of footy, which it kind of is. But, hey, it's a national game now. So to kick a Vic is basically stuff the Vicks, hey, let's kick them while they're down, screw okay. them type of thing. Okay. Okay. So that was one somebody asked me and I, I couldn't find exactly what that one meant. So I, I kind of just, so you, you got a bonus point. So we're going to add a point to last week for that one yet. Okay. Okay. So here are the five terms that I have for you for this week. The first one, CAC handed, C-A-C-K handed, CAC handed. Be a lefty, wouldn't it? Left-handed? Left-handed. Yes. Left-handed. That's me. Or, I'm a lefty. Yeah. It said left-handed or lefty. also or also clumsy. Yeah. Left-handed oh, or really? all, Yeah, left-handed or also clumsy. That's what it said. Okay, well khaki, yeah, khaki-handed. You said khaki-handed is more the saying. Yeah. And it's a being a lefty, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now, I I went ahead and added this one in here, and I figured since you know Carlton is going to be home this week watching the game from home along with the cats. Um, and I did, op I did open the, uh, the, the, the opening of the episode with my premiership cap on. Cause I said, we still have about 36 hours where the cats are still the premieres, uh, but I did take it Hell off. Yeah. yeah. What does it mean to make a blue? Make a blue to make a blue make a mistake. There you go. Make yeah. A mistake. Exactly. Two for two. No, it's three. No, it's the four. one went on last week. The one went last week, but we'll go three for three. You, you might be going six for five today if you get them all right. Hang on, no, we've done four, but we've done we've done Hikovic, uh, Lefty. Anyway, keep going. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I thought we'd done four. No, this this will be no, this will be the technically the third one that I had on the list, but it'll technically be the fourth one overall here. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. Okay, dry as a dead dingo's donger. <laughs> Well, if you if you know the legend Steve Elkington, the golfer who won a major, he he told this story how they used to had to come in and uh, test test his urine, right? So he told this story on Jim Rome, and he goes, "Yeah, a guy came in, and can you believe this? I had to hang my donger out in front of him and piss in front of him, so that your donger is your weapon." Yes. So dries it. Yeah, there you go. Well, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Well, it actually meant very thirsty, and it You're said right. especially for a beer. So, um, and uh, we should we should mention Ontario Smith could not be reached for comment, and you ha <laughs> you have to have been listening to the show for a long time to know where that reference came from. And if you do, I applaud you and I thank you for tuning in that long on the show. The Wizardator, the Wizardator, so yes, yeah, exactly, oh, yes. I couldn't believe it. Okay, the Wiz. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now. This one, I was, okay. Um, are we going to see anybody this weekend doing their holiday shopping early and getting themselves a Christmas grip? 
A Christmas grip. Christmas grip. Christmas grip. Uh-huh. I don't give me let I don't think this is right. A Christmas grip. Nude, go nude. Not quite well, not really. Well, your Christmas outfits, there's a word that's often returned, referred to being nude as your Christmas. Oh, that's your birthday suit, isn't that's it? That's your so birthday wrong. suit, yes. Yeah, your Christmas grip. No, I think I, I don't think I can get that one. Okay, uh, well, like I said, I hope it? we'll see if anybody does this this weekend, but it says it's the grabbing of another's testicles. <laughs> So with all the cameras, we get somebody, we get somebody down on the ground, or we going to see a Christmas grip, and we're going to go jingle bells, jingle. <laughs> well, we we talked the other week. Uh, we remember the guy from your mate uh, from the Suns. We called it the squirrel grip. So yes, yeah, exactly. Sign. Chestnuts yeah. roasting on an open fire. <laughs> okay, now this last one. So you are. You are four for five right now because right. you got, you got, uh, you're, you're no, no, technically you're four for four because the other one was a bonus. So if you get this one, you're five for five because you, you will have gotten, well, you know, no, I didn't, I didn't really get the Christmas script. I can't, right. I that's, can't that's, that's, that's the, the only, that's script. the only one you didn't get, but you got the one that wasn't on the All board. Right. Yeah. You got the, you got the yeah. kick of Vic one. So we're giving, that's a bonus one we're giving you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So the last one, and it's also the name of a podcast, but, uh, Yakka, Y A K K A. Well, you got Yakka jeans, but it's not that. Um, no, this there's a there's that yakka, uh, yeah. the hard oh, Yakka podcast. I know this. I know this. I know this Yakka. Yakka's. Is it to run or walk? It is not, huh? Ah, uh, Yakka, Yakka. Oh no, no! I think, I reckon there's a few meanings for this one. Yakka, yakka. Oh no, I'll give up. But I reckon I'm. As soon as you say it, I reckon I might know it. Yeah. Go on. To work. To work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, no. So I'm that's. Back. I think that's why the name of that podcast is Should Hard Work. Yeah. 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 No, are you yeah, are you yeah, yeah, no that makes sense yeah. were you blame were you blaming your hat for being on too tight there was that what was going on no okay i know i know <laughs> so so who's who's gonna be doing the the, the hard yakka this weekend then who's doing it this weekend i think uh well the team that does it the most will probably win and you need more guys doing the hard yakka than fancy players that might go missing, okay. aka I'm a bit worried about Danaher and Cameron, whether they go missing or whether they are superstars. Um, so yeah, the team that does the hard work, the fitter team, skills. I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't show it on TV. It is lightning quick now. The skills in close proximity, like you notice if someone fumbles now in the AFL. The skills are incredible close in, so the skills is very important. But you never know. I love the grand finals that things happen that you don't expect, like someone will come up and play a beauty or 
when Yates ran through Dermot Breton in the 89 grand final. Like things, things can happen. Not as dirty these days, but there's turning points in games. And bad kicking, you can't kick bad. North Melbourne no. kicked brutal when, when the Crows won back-to-back in 1999. They kicked like 6.15 in the first half. So goal kicking, that is the main thing. You've got to put them through for goals. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm glad it's a day game. It's a beautiful, sunny, warm day. It's going to be an incredible spectacle. I've been lucky enough to go to three of them. It really is wow. fantastic. If the game is close, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, is it, it, this is purely speculative here, but, you know, the, the, the season officially comes to an end at about 4 o'clock, well, let's say about two o'clock in the morning, your time on Saturday morning, the season ends. Okay. It'll be about four o'clock in the morning, my time. Um, yeah. Which means that 2024 begins immediately after that. Okay. And I know we, we've not, you know, we're going to be heading into the trade period within a couple of weeks after this. Um, but based upon right at this moment in time and what you think is going to happen, which club do you think is likely to drop out of the eight next year? And which one do you think is likely to jump into the eight? Just based upon what you know right now and what you think they're going to do. I would hope the Crows and the Suns are big chances to jump in. Um, who's going to drop out? Ah, oh, not sure on that. Yeah. Probably uh, Swan. Well, Swans are a chance. I think Swans might rebound. But I was going to leave this to the end, but Callum Mills screwed up on Mad Monday and it was fighting with his mate. Now he's got a rotator cuff and he's going to be out for part of next year. Like, yeah. that's stupid. You've got to be smarter than that. Hey, we've all done, we've all done dumb things. Absolutely we have, but that's a bad one. Callum I, Mills in trouble start of next year. We we have, yeah. I, I know we've done dumb things. I, I had I had a first wedding. Um, I know I've done dumb <laughs> things. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, you talked about having the dream. I had, I had, I had something even better than that. We were, we were having an outdoor wedding, and that day we got you hadn't rained for weeks. We got two and a half inches of rain that day. Two and a half inches, which is what six centimeters of rain that day. Somebody was trying to tell me something, and I did not listen. I did not listen, and I should have. And then it's like you know, I tried to tell you. I, I mean, I damn near flooded your town. Okay, and what else can I do? Knock the building down that you ended up going to for it? Yeah, yeah, but okay, but yeah. So, um, you know, this has been an absolutely. Do you know? Do you know what wife stands for? Nozzy Joe. You know what wife stands for? I'm gonna let you say this because my my wife may actually finally tune into it and listen to an episode, and I don't want it to be this one and get in trouble. I do not. I'll leave it. I'll leave out the. I'll leave out the F, but you can guess it. Um, Friend, friend. To an Aussie. An old, an old Aussie saying, wife means washing, ironing, F, and then et cetera. So okay. there you go. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess uh, I do all the washing. I do all the washing and ironing at my house. And I, you know, I, I and I'm, I'll just say this right now. Really? I, oh, I do. I do. All really? the, I, I do all the laundry at my house. Last last weekend. And I know we were talking I about, I, I know, I know the messages we just traded here online, but I. I, I, I tried, I almost got guilt tripped last week. Cause I had, I had four loads of laundry that I'd done that was piled up on the couch that I was folding and getting ready to iron as I was watching the Browns game last week. 
And my wife comes out and she says, well, I'm going to go mow the grass. And I'm thinking, great, go mow the grass. I, we've got an electric lawnmower. You just plug the battery in. It's easy to stand up to pull it. It just runs, runs like a champ. I'm not going to feel guilty about that. I got a great lawnmower. You go have fun with the lawnmower. I did. I was folding all the laundry doing the ironing. I'll leave you on this note, or if you want to talk a bit more, I've got to go in a minute, but I'll leave you on this note. When I was in Vancouver, this great girlfriend called Terry, I took her to Vancouver. And I'm sitting in the lounge room on like a five o'clock on a Saturday, and I was there with my couple of mates, and I said, I'm oh, running late. I'll get my girlfriend to iron my shirt when she comes over. And these Vancouver boys go, nah, Canadian girl won't do that. As she walked in, I said, babe, do you want to iron my shirt for me? She goes, yep, no worries. And my two mates were sitting there just going, you're unbelievable. Good on you. So, yeah, it's a bit different culturally in Canada and Aussie and stuff, for sure. So the, so those were those were Australian friends of yours that were saying she wouldn't do it? No, no, Canadian. Those, Canadian. Those, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, things have, things have changed, but it's a bit different back home. So you know? so how how were you able to, char- to pre-charm her to get her to do that? She just did it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, that works. That works. So um, you're going to be on with uh, with Gabe tomorrow night, but where else can we find you? I know that you had just had episode 20, and I've not watched yet because it looked like it's a much longer episode of Edmonton Cricket TV. Yeah, it was a grand final weekend here of T40 and one T50 game. So Philip Hicks and I, he's the founder, also Captain Strathcona. We were out all weekend, and I put up, between Saturday and Tuesday night, I put up a fully edited show that was over one hour long, wow. featuring five games. So a wow. lot of good content, got incredible reactions. So all the boys are loving what we do. And then I'll be on with Gabe tomorrow night at, uh, it'll be 8.40 Pacific time. Okay. So that'll be about an hour before the grand final. That'll give me a chance to watch the pregame with Kiss. They're not wearing makeup, I heard today, so that's disappointing. I was hoping to see their makeup run in the hot weather, but anyway, I like yeah. Kiss. They were well, a I, fan of mine when I was younger. I wonder what I saw them in 1985, and I have to be honest, I I almost died going home from that concert, and I was I saw them in Seattle. And I, li- I I was stationed at the Naval Air Station on Whidbey Island. So you lived in Vancouver. You know where Whidbey Island is. You know, you're familiar with Whidbey Island. I we, we, we hit a patch of ice on I-5 driving home. And we were in just a little car. And we did like four or five 360s right in the middle of I-5 with semi-trucks going past us on both sides. Almost died going home from that concert. But it was hilarious because we the band called Wasp opened up for them. And the, the singer for that band... Uh, use some flowery language. And there was a mom and dad who were Kiss fans from like the early 70s that were sitting in front of us. And they had like their their eight-year-old, their 10-year-old, their 12-year-old son sitting there. And this guy is just dropping F-bombs and this and that and saying all sorts of other things. And it was like watching you know, the other things like with the, the, the monkeys where you go, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, except mom kept trying to cover up ears. And she realized that mom and dad only had four arms and there were six ears she was trying to cover up with it. It was hilarious because she kept going back and forth <laughs> from one head to the other head, trying to cover up their ears so they couldn't hear what this guy was saying. <laughs> well, in Australia and Ireland, I think we say the F word more than anyone, but it's not as bad as people make out here because it has so many different meanings and it's, 
Yeah, you got to be careful where you use it, but hey, yeah, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I mean? it, it, it I'm is. Gonna go see, I gotta go see a lady with a baby, you know. That's a bit of an Aussie. I know that's exactly that. So, <laughs> okay, so man, I hope I hope you enjoy the game. Now, is is your girlfriend gonna stay up and watch the game with you? Well, she will for a while. It starts at ten thirty my time is right. kickoff, so the pregame will be 30, 40 minutes, and then so I'll finish about one a.m. one thirty. But I'm staying home, just going to watch everything. I'm not going to have a drink. I'm just going to watch the game intensely. So really looking forward to it. And let's be honest, maybe they have been listening to us. And maybe the AFL has realized that the North American market is important and kept it a day game. So I'm oh, happy about that. I I'm hope sad so. to say, I think it's going to go twilight or night next year, but I hope not. I really hope not. Well, you know, if it goes night, that means it becomes a it becomes a morning game here. It, you know, East Coast, yeah. it would be be like six it's o'clock no in the morning. Well, it's no, it's no good for well, me. But that's true. But I my thinking was instead of having like you know the you know the the, the teams here having their their get-togethers and such, they get together and have a breakfast thing. You do pancakes yeah. and sausage and hash browns <laughs> and that sort good. of thing. Nah, nah, nah. You can't start drinking at breakfast. <laughs> you, you, just, you just mix the bourbon into the maple syrup, I guess. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, I'm at Gawler, at Gawler South, eh? I wouldn't participate. So at tw the game comes on at 2.30, right? 2.20. Riggsy and the boys, that organize that every, you pull out pull a name out of a hat, right? And whichever player you got, every time that player got a kick, you'd have to skull a beer. I said, oh, no, me and a couple other guys. I said, no way am I doing that because I was single at the time. I wanted to be out Saturday night meeting ladies. I wouldn't, didn't want to be on the floor at 6 p.m. So I didn't participate. That's stupidest, you know. <laughs> you took, you, you said, yeah, go, I'll take the sub. I'll take the sub who's not going to play. All right, Mick. Hey, cheers, yeah, man. I'll, ch I'll chat up all the girls while you guys are crashed out. Have That's a great weekend. Smart man. man. You bet. I hope it's you a bet. great game. Cheers. All right, Mick. Hey, man, I appreciate you taking time to sit down and chat. I know this is technically the end of the season, but I hope even during the off season, I can still get you to stop by. Uh, might be a little bit more difficult for you to do that in the location that you've been calling in from uh, earlier during the course of the season because the weather's about to change. And I know what it's going to do where you are right now. So we may have to make some adjustments as far as that goes. But ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. There's our take on the grand final. It's going to be a heck of a game. Again, there are 16 clubs that would absolutely trade place with these two clubs right now that would love to be there. And a couple that were very close last week. If you're a giant supporter, gosh, you've got to be slightly heartbroken about what took place. But uh, I have to tell you, I am so impressed by what that club did this year. And if you happen to be a giant supporter, if you're not just absolutely over the moon and damn proud of that club, where are you at? Because you should be. That club is absolutely phenomenal. They're doing a great job. And hopefully they're going to generate some more interest in the club in the western suburbs. I know I know it's a, it's a Swans town and they're trying to elbow their way in, which leads you to believe then, should the league decide to, br to bring in a 20th club after Tasmania comes in, there's been talk about possibly bringing in another club in Perth. Or possibly, you know, another club in Adelaide. Norwood's put their hand up and said, hey, bring us on board. Um, but uh, 
Would you have to put it in a uh, community that does not already have a club because of the uh, the lack of elbow room or the lack of available oxygen, if you will? Um, having an established club already there, I mean, you know, is there room? Yeah, you know, Perth is a big city. I understand that, but are there enough footy fans in Perth who are not Eagles or Docker supporters that would be ready to jump on board with whatever club that likely made the jump from the waffle into the AFL? Would there be an, would they peel away Eagles and Docker supporters who supported those two AFL clubs and then go on to support their waffle club who's now in the AFL? I don't know the answer to that question. I'd love to hear what you think, what you think about that though. But folks, um, look out for one another, check up on your friends. I hope you have an awesome time watching the grand final. I hope your team wins. And also for those of you wearing the other jumper color, I hope your team wins. Okay. First of all, I, to be honest, I just hope it's a hell of a game, okay? As I told you in my uh, discussion that I had the other day with uh, with Darren and Ian, you know, I got home at about midnight before the game last year with the Cats and the Swans, and me being a Cat supporter, about five, ten minutes into the first quarter, I fell asleep for about 20 minutes. And I, I'm embarrassed to admit that, but I'd been at school since 6 o'clock that morning. The game came on 18 hours later. I'd been at work that entire time. I was worn out, and there's only so much coffee that I can drink, and Lord knows, I do my share of that, but uh, I just, uh, I was embarrassed that I fell asleep, but I, I figured I had to admit that. I, I, it's not something I can lie about. Okay. I did go back and watch the whole thing. I did catch up on it, but uh, remember you can find everything over at my website, a yank on the There are links to all my socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, I believe is on there as well, but at Twitter uh, on Twitter or X it's at, yank underscore on a yank on the footy podcast over on uh, facebook you can find me craig wessels on instagram I'm on instagram that's actually yank on the footy on instagram it's a yeah it's craig wessels on facebook as well so if you want to reach out to me there you can certainly do that as well if you got an idea for a guest or a great idea for a topic i've got several topics that i'm working on right now i have a ton of interviews that i'm getting lined up because my announcing jobs that i'm doing are getting ready to wind down i'm almost done with those for the year so my schedule opens up wide. I can start watching a lot more uh, cricket as well, a lot more of the women's game as well. I did see that the Cats women took it on the chin against the Ds earlier today. Um, but folks, I do appreciate the kind words. Again, if you want one of those stickers that I showed you earlier in the episode, drop me a great review and let me know about it. Shoot me your address, okay? I'd love to get that out in the post to you so you can put it on the back bumper of your car or wherever you want to put it in your computer. I don't know. Wear it on the sleeve of your, your jacket, but I, I don't have a clue. Wouldn't it be awesome, though, if somebody actually got that as a tattoo? That'd be great. Okay. Well, enough of that, folks. Like I said, thanks for the kind words. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 291 of Yank on the Footy. And again, folks, thanks for listening. I do hope you'll share the episode. I hope you'll subscribe to my YouTube channel if you've not done that yet. It's been amazing the last uh, month and a half. I mean, I went... I've been pretty stagnant. I had about 30 subscribers. I'm now like 120. And I know 120 subscribers on Facebook or on uh, YouTube is nothing. But when you had nothing to begin with and you've like quadrupled that number in the last month, that's not too bad. Okay. And who knows? Maybe this takes off on YouTube and I end up having a little spot right there for one of those little silver plaques that they have. Next thing I have to do is start getting everything uploaded over on Rumble as well. 
because I do have an account over on Rumble and I have a handful of episodes there as well. And it's just starving for footy because there's nobody over there with footy. So folks, check up on those friends and family. Tell them you love them. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>